0: Safety, dependability, and power. Chevy Silverado isn't happy unless the work is hard and the day is long. No wonder Silverado is America's number one best-selling retail pickup truck. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. It's the WGN Radio Football Podcast. We're going to take the North and never give it back. The Chicago Bear way to run the football, stop the run, and we're going to work everything we can to get that done this year. You know, they'd fit right into the hit sprints. You're really trying to stretch them physically and mentally. They all play hard. They're intense guys. They're focused. Now, it's the WGN Radio Football Podcast.
1: Sponsored by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive what Justin Fields drives.
0: Here's Kevin Powell. Justin Fields of- Welcome into another edition of the WGN Radio Football Podcast. And as you heard in the intro, a new sponsor, our local Chevy dealers, the podcast now sponsored by ChevyDriveChicago.com, Drive with Justin Fields Drive. So a big thank you to our local Chevy dealers. On this episode, Herb Howard, join me. Week two, a training camp underway. The Bears have held two padded practices so far. The most recent, not so good for the Bears offense, but it's training camp. So if your offense had a bad day, it means your defense had a good day. Broke it all down with Herb Howard from the Bigs. Once again, joining me on the podcast, Herb Howard from the Bigs as training camp rolls on. We are in week two. Herb, thanks for jumping on the podcast once again. Always great to talk to you. Let's start with day two of padded practice. And, you know, I think when it comes to coverage of training camp, I think two things can be true, right? Like, you were there, I was there, the offense was horrible. Like, really, really bad. I don't think they had one first down in team drills until the two-minute drill, and they settled for a field goal. It was really bad. So that happened. Like, th- that happened. We we observed that. It was a real thing that happened, that the Bears' were, were offense was really bad. That, that's also not anybody overreacting to what the Bears' offense is going to be this season. We have a long way oh. to go to the start of the season, but even the players after, they all knew – Luke Getze knew it wasn't great. Getze was kind of like, oh, it's still kind of touch football, this and that. But, like, it was a bad day for the offense. Does that mean it's going to be a bad offense in the regular season? No, but it was a really bad day for the Bears' offensive unit.
1: No, that's 100% true. That's just a fact. I know a lot of fans just don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear you, you know, report anything bad about Justin or say the offense wasn't productive. But that's just true. They had a really bad day. The defense had a
0: sure. And they, as Justin put it, they needed more juice, and it did just look lackluster. And even at one point, Luke Getse, who's, for the most part, kind of a calm guy, a chill guy, kind of snapped on the entire offensive unit, like, let's go. Time to move. Stop walking on the field. It was one day. It's not the end of the world, but it was a bad practice for Justin Fields in the offense. Some good, before I get to the defense, because there's been some really good stuff happen on that side of the ball. The Justin Fields DJ Moore connection is appears to be a real thing so far I mean he is clearly targeting DJ Moore they're hitting on routes that we haven't seen Bears quarterbacks and receivers hit on for a while uh, a lot of like slants, sl- like slants herb <laughs> I was sitting there watching with you yesterday and they hit on a couple slants those are big chunk plays that can happen, especially for a player like DJ Moore a lot of crossing routes with DJ Moore as well um, That connection, I would say, so far so good, Herb.
1: No, it's definitely, it's definitely a legitimate connection that the two have been able to build relatively quickly. Like you said, you know, you're able to get those those balls out quickly and hit those slight routes if you can get them on time and in the space we can catch them.
0: Well, it's good to see the connection between Fields and Moore. I also think so far so good, Herb, in Chase Claypool, where right before camp got going, there was the weird, he was placed on the pup list and taken off the pup list, and we all kind of like, uh, all right, what's going on here, especially after last year when things just really never settled with Claypool and getting acclimated with the offense and all those sorts of things. From what I've seen, uh good burst from Claypool, good speed. Fields has been targeting him. That's a big, big piece. I know you've been following closely of Claypool and Camp so far. I, I think what I've seen, I feel pretty good about where Claypool's at.
1: Yeah, I feel the, I feel the same way. I think he's a, a really, really important piece to what they want to do. If they want to be they have any chance of being the offense that they want to be, he has to be a major contributor on this offense. And you've been saying I've been following him, I've been doing this chase. Claypool tracker every day on Twitter <laughs> just to kind of see if he's trending up, if he's trending down. And most of the time, he's trending up. He's really, really developing that chemistry with and You can see he's got, he's obviously got the size. He's a big body, a strong guy. He's fast enough. He should be able to uh, be a uh, dynamic player in his office. And him and Justin continue to develop that chemistry. He's making plays. What I like mostly right now is that he's been a full participant every single day mm-hmm. of training camp. And that's what you need for them to have him out on the field, continue to develop that chemistry. Not only with Justin, with D.J. Moore with Donnell Mooney, in terms of how they run routes, the spacing, the timing, all of those things coming together uh, collectively. And so uh, Chase Claypool is certainly trending up right now. I like what I'm seeing from him and Justin.
0: He loves to talk, too, Herb. He, uh, he was chirping some defensive teammates, and uh, he's always fired up in camp.
1: Yeah, in the offense needs that because yeah. I don't have guys that I like that. Darnell Mooney is a guy that's going to go about his business, get his job done. He's not really going to chirp and go back and forth with the defenders like that. DJ Moore seems to be the same way, maybe a little bit more um, uh, emotion and passion, uh, outward expressions of those things than, than Mooney is, but uh, Chase is the guy that that's kind of most blatant, exuding that kind of energy and that kind of juice. and they, they need that. But those other guys, they don't really have that. That's not naturally who they are. There's nothing wrong with that. Offense is really just about execution and doing what you need to do. Defense is more about the emotion, the passion, the types of things. So not nothing wrong with that. They do need somebody who can be that emotional leader uh, to kind of set the tone offensively and so uh, hopefully Chase can Chase can bring that juice to that side of the ball.
0: Yeah, and one other note on the receivers, Darnell Mooney who is pretty much looks full go. You know, they they referred to it as a ramp up. They don't want to overdo it coming off that big ankle injury, but so far he's looked pretty good and he says he's he's you know, feels fine, feels explosive, feels like himself. So that's a really good sign for Darnell Mooney. Right now the receiver position, you know, optimism around it. It is looking good right now on the defensive side of the ball. I thought Kyler Gordon had a fantastic day in the second padded practice of camp. Intercepted yep. fields uh, looked like he had a tackle for loss, and he probably would have sacked Fields or at least put some real pressure on him. But they let the play play out. Uh, he was everywhere yesterday, and same with Jaquan Brisker. But you know, Gordon to me really yesterday was was maybe the star of that defensive unit that had a really good day.
1: No, I think Kyler Gordon is probably going to have a huge season for the Bears in that nickel position. Just having him focus on simply playing the slot, not going back and forth between outside and inside, I think is going to pay real big dividends for him and for this defense. He has the kind of ability that you need from a guy in the slot in terms of his quickness, his ability to flip his hips, all of those types of things. He's physical enough to support in the run game. He can bang with some of those guys on the inside. He's got great things, great quickness. And you can see that uh, as he, whether he's rushing the pass or he's getting involved in the run game. Like you said, he had a tackle for loss. He had a sack, he had an interception, he's got PBUs, he's all over the field. I think he's going to play really, really well in that slot for this defense.
0: And high praise for Tremaine Edmonds so far. Uh, Fields talked about it, Luke Getzey talked about his presence. Tremaine Edmonds, when you hear Matt Ibrafus describe the type of player physically that he wants, that's Tremaine Edmonds. Big, tall, lean, can move sideline to sideline, and he was getting high praise from his teammates yesterday.
1: Yeah, I think all of those guys understand that we heard it from uh Justin Fields talking about it, Coach Gety was talking about it, just how much uh of a of a of a challenge that it is to uh kind of run your offense when you have a guy in the middle of the field with his size, his his length, his athletic ability. You're talking about a guy uh, you know, six five, he's got a seemingly seven foot wingspan. Justin was saying like we had plays that are specifically designed. To beat that defender and any other player in the league, I would be able to get that ball in there. But against Tremaine, I simply can't. And I think that he's going to be a guy that's not only going to perform well for himself, but he's going to be a multiplier on that defense. He's going to make everybody else around him being able to tip balls that'll turn the interceptions, all those types of things, closing down some of those passing lanes. Tremaine Adams is going to be an absolute stud in this defense for the Bears. Rampos found himself a really, really good player in free agency. A
0: lot of hype around Javon Dexter so far. Uh, about his overall physical build, but what have you seen from Dexter? They they need everything they can get with that defensive line.
1: They need they need one of those kids to kind of step up and become a legitimate contributor on this defensive front. You talk about the two defensive tackles with Javon is Zach Pickens. Also, you be talking about Terrell Lewis and the way he's been coming on at the edge. But the, Javon Dexter, everybody talks about the first thing. This what everybody knows as soon as you see him, he's huge. He's a massive, massive individual, and you know you, you just want him to catch up. Uh, his 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 his. Football IQ at this level with his side. because again, like much has been made about what he did in Florida and how that's different from what they're asking him to do at the for the Bears. In uh, Florida, he was kind of read and react. The Bears want him to penetrate quickly. That's a little bit of a different thing for him uh, schematically. And so, as he continues to adjust to that, I think he'll become uh, a really significant force in the middle of that defense. The Bears certainly need him to be. And so far, all sides are pointing well. Now you're starting to see he's getting a little bit quicker with his get off. He's get off the box a little bit faster than he was in the spring. The pads are on now, so he's able, to, he's able to kind of see that strength. He can demonstrate is how big and how powerful he is uh, against those offensive linemen. And so as uh, the passing continue to come on, they get into the preseason, they have the practice against the Indianapolis coach. I think all those things would be good for him. You talk about Quentin Nelson being on the other side of that ball with the coach, All those things would be good for him as he continues to develop.
0: Not a ton of position battles, which I think is a good thing. You know, it's a more complete roster. I think they have a better idea of who their starters are. But one position battle is for that second cornerback spot, opposite of Jalen Johnson, Tyreek Stevenson, and yeah. Terrell Smith. Matt Eberflus, uh it sounds like he likes what he sees in Terrell Smith, but that, that'll definitely be a position to watch throughout camp.
1: Yeah, definitely a position worth watching throughout camp. Uh, seemed like a couple weeks ago it was it was Tyreek Stevenson's job to lose, and then Terrell Smith started to get some of those reps. And every time he got reps, he made plays. You can see him running down the field with Darnell Mooney, you can see him in the interceptions. He just continued to make plays every opportunity that he was given. And so it seems like it's an open competition right now. I still believe that the Bears want Tyreek Stevenson to win that position. They traded up in the second round to go ahead and draft him. So I think they want him to win it. But uh, this coaching staff is not afraid to play young players, and they're going to let this thing kind of battle it, battle itself out and see which one of those guys is able to with the occasion throughout the preseason. And I think the best man will win. Uh, Smith doesn't seem to be you know, willing to back down uh, in terms of the competition. He seems to be prepared and ready to battle, and Tyree Stevenson is the same. And So I think those two kids are kind of battle this thing out, and the Bears, I think, will end up with a pretty good young corner at that spot, uh, whichever one of them wins the competition.
0: And some injuries early. A couple on the offensive line. Nate Davis has missed the past couple of practices. Tevin Jenkins left yesterday's practice. Bears don't want to tell us what they're dealing with. They're very secretive right. about injuries, Herb, for whatever reason. That's not an NFL right. thing. That's a Bears-specific thing. Not the only team like that, but the Bears, they won't let on at all. But those will be injuries to watch, and Tevin Jenkins at left guard, and Davis at right guard, and Roshan Johnson as well. It's kind of silly to me how secretive they are, Herb, about the injuries. I mean, not even giving right. us any kind of clue <laughs> of what somebody's dealing with. Um I don't know. I kind of just roll my eyes with the way they hold back on injury details.
1: Yeah, whatever they're, whatever they're dealing with, is it's, it's, it's cause for concern, especially when you talk about those two guards. This offensive line needs time to gel. They need to develop that chemistry. They need as many snaps together, all five of them, from Braxton Jones to Tevin Jenkins, Cody Whitehair, Nate Davis, Darnell Wright. They need as many snaps together as they can possibly get as they develop that chemistry. And so to have those two guards out right now is a really, really major concern for me. Luke Getsey said last year that the guards, not the tackles, not the centers, the guards are the two most important players on his offensive line because of what he asked him to do in this system. So to have both of your starting guards out right now is a major concern. You hope that it's not a lingering thing with Tevin Jenkins on his back. You know his history. Uh, with those back injuries. So hopefully it doesn't linger too long, and hopefully Nate Davis is able to get back in here uh, before he misses too much time. But either way, having them out right now is, is a major concern and a significant setback for this
0: offense. Yeah, those will be two that we'll be watching closely. And, you know, everything the Bears have done leading up to this season, for the most part, Herb, was to help out Justin Fields. The addition of DJ Moore, obviously, Claypool last year. Tunyon was right. added at the tight end spot, and obviously at the offensive line. Offensive line play for the Bears over the past couple of years has been really, really bad. So on paper, it looked a lot better than it did this time last year. I think you looked. I'm like, the Bears have a starting five. Doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be great, but it looks a lot better than it has in the past couple of years. You subtract those guys, and you're right back where you were, right? Then you're trying to plug in Lucas Patrick. Alex Leatherwood got some reps the other day, too. But they've got to solidify that line. You want to feel good about Justin Fields. You want to give him the best opportunity to succeed. A big part of that was rebuilding that offensive line and obviously putting pieces around him. So that will be something, obviously, that we'll be watching closely.
1: Yeah, they got to they got to continue to solidify the offensive line. This year's all about taking that next step. A huge factor in that will be how well you can protect them, how clean can you keep them in the pocket, how... Uh, come with he to step and throw in rhythm, and I think you know having the offensive line come together uh, sooner rather than later is a key component to being able to do that. So they got to get that offensive line figured out. Those guys got to get used to playing next to each other. A lot of different moving pieces. You got Tyler moving to the other side. You got Cody moving the center. All those different things going on. They got to develop chemistry together, and they need as many snaps and reps as possible to do it.
0: As we record this, Thursday, August 3rd, it's currently, today's an off day for the Bears. What does Herb Howard do on an off day when he doesn't have to head up to Hallis Hall?
1: Herb Howard does not have off days. <laughs> I don't know what off days are, so mm-hmm. if it's not covering the Bears, it's dealing with uh, taking care of business for my podcast, my Herb and Two podcast, I do talk radio, uh, and then you do interviews on days like this. I get to hang out with KP and do interviews on WGN and do those types of things, so All days don't exist. Uh, I'm trying to do a couple of things right now, so I'm sorry to hear any kind of noise in the background. Uh, (laughs) No such thing as all days, KP. You know that.
0: You're everywhere, Herb. You're the man. I appreciate you jumping on the podcast. I will see you up at Hallis Hall soon,
1: all right? Looking forward to it, man. Appreciate you. And that was the latest
0: episode of the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Thanks to Herb for joining me. And thank you to our new sponsor, our local Chevy dealers. It's all brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive with Justin Fields Drives. Thank you for listening. This is the WGN Radio Football Podcast.